Hi, everyone. My name is Sharon. I'm a compulsive overeater and your leader for this meeting. Thank you. Oh, please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we begin, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please check again. The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak speak to your recovery in the program of Overeaters Anonymous only. To protect your anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. If there is press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which you may purchase outside in the foyer or foyer or however you pronounce it. I will share for 20 minutes, followed by five minutes of basket questions, finishing up with open sharing. The topic for this session is pain is the touchstone of spiritual growth. Let's begin with a reading from from For Today, page 267. And Joyce, that's you come up and read that. The newfangled aspects of my life today, my abstinence, my good looks, my joy in living, are direct descendants of yesterday's realities, the overeating, the fat, the demoralization, the sickness of spirit and mind and body. Thank God for what I was and what I have become. Leader shares. Thanks again. My name is Sharon, and I am a compulsive overeater. Hi, Sharon. Oh, wait, there's no more writing here. It's just like until the 20 minutes. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Um, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm grateful to be part of this recovery and a part of this convention. Uh, about a week ago, about 10 days ago, I thought, why am I not going to convention? I hadn't planned it. I have all these other things. And I got inspired uh, when many of my fellows from the Sacramento area were coming to to share and speak. And and I thought, wow, man, why am I not coming? Well, flip the switch, make a reservation, you know, get in the convention. And uh, opportun- opportunity revealed itself to be of service. So I'm really glad to be here. I started in OA in late 70s, early 80s. Uh, my my story is much of the in and out. I was in Santa Cruz at the time, and we had the I believe the big book, um, a big book. We I don't think we have the uh, OA twelve and twelve. And to me at the time, I was like a food plan. Um, and when I didn't do it perfectly, I just stopped coming. Um, later came in uh, just a lot of story of in and out, and um, ended up moving to Sacramento, and. Uh, started attending the Saturday morning meeting there, um, well, about 18 years ago, I'd say, and knew then 
that I had to get someone to be my sponsor and walked in the doors. And I knew then because it was uh, it was Halloween. And my family was downstairs dispersing all the goodies to the neighborhood kids. And I was miserable. I was unhappy, period. I was unhappy. And I we lived in a two-story house. And it was such a struggle coming up and down the stairs, more the up than the down. Coming up and down the stairs, I was about uh, 250 pounds and raising two kids and, and with my husband. And just was like huffing and puffing coming up the stairs. And I was so disconnected from my body. Uh, I was really glad to hear someone else say this in another meeting today. I really was living in my head up so that I just denied anything that was going on in my body. And that Halloween night, the pain of my misery of how I felt physically and emotionally, I didn't know spiritually at the time how I was really feeling. I had to go deeper for that. That really turned me around to showing up at the Saturday morning meeting the next time and not just sitting in the back, but, you know, I'd try and slip out the back, which at the other meeting at the time, it was the side and the front. And, you know, I just wasn't doing so good. But I asked someone to be my sponsor. And because it was just too much. It was just, there was no other way for me. So the pain of my misery and the pain of my physical misery was just over the top. And I knew I needed OA, and I knew I needed a sponsor. So that's what brought me back, and I've been back, well, that 18 years. And just, um, just, so that's what brought me back, is that level of, um, a level of pain. And I, so it's kind of interesting, the topic, pain being the touchstone of spiritual growth. So, uh, inquisitive that I am, and, and as I do when I study the big book as well, look up a word, you know, and I'm not quite sure what touchstone meant. I had a feeling what it meant. Well, the first thing in the in the definitions this morning, it, you know, it's a rock. It is a type of stone. It is a type of rock. And I thought, well, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. But then again, maybe maybe it's new, not too far off the mark. But what I found that I could relate to here is a physical or intellectual measure by the validity or merit something can be tested. And I like this next word a lot, barometer, barometer, and benchmark. So kind of like go back to, you know, go back to what I'm doing now, go back to that touchstone, how is it going, um, you know, and I like that because um, I really think in recovery and in the rooms and in the fellowship and working with my sponsor and sponsees, <laughs> these are all touchstones. That's just all ways of connecting um, to then get the feel of how am I doing in my recovery and not being out there and alone. I uh, I looked up a couple things 
uh, in the Voices of Recovery, which was really cool because a person right before me just came back and swiped their Voices of Recovery that they had brought in. I thought, wow, yeah, because there's so much to say here. So I mentioned for me my my physical pain uh, that is definitely part of what brought me in here. And, um, you know, a couple of young kids and I'm not very active and it's just, you know, I, that was definitely part of my physical pain. And the emotional pain, um, I was real clear about that. And, I, I, you know, I get into that. That one is, big one for me is isolation um, and separating from others. And I found, uh, so that's definitely a pain for me. Uh, I found a nice reading this morning. I love, I don't know if, if you all know, on the back of the voices, there's an index. You can look up a word that's of interest and find some readings that uh, help on that on that topic. So I found one kind of helpful on the emotional uh, pain, which is January 25th. Before we joined the OA Fellowship, our prayers for help might have gone unanswered simply because we were never meant to face this disease in isolation. That's from the 12 and 12. I was one of those people who prayed regularly for God to remove the fat and allow me to continue overeating. I prayed for the day to be different, not understanding the concept that taking the first bite triggered the disease. I also ate secretly. Yes, I did. Making sure everyone was out of the house so that I could eat, well, or make sure they couldn't see me. That was me. Today, OA offers me the opportunity to be with fellow sufferers who know the pain that excess food has caused. OA offers me recovery from compulsive overeating. I do not need to live in isolation any longer because there were people who understand my disease. What a miracle. I no longer need to isolate myself as I have come to believe in a power greater than myself, and I share the camaraderie of fellow compulsive overeaters. Hey, at convention, um, you know, and here we are, and and, um, talking about that. So it talks about the pain and, I mean, of isolating, and that certainly coming to meetings, getting close with others, and getting to share what's really going on can help identify when I'm in pain quicker than I would be if I was just hanging out by myself. You know, I have friends say, what's going on? I have my sponsors say, why am I not hearing from you? What's really going on? And so within program, I've had uh, those times certainly of um, isolating. And I uh, certainly noticed it. I didn't notice it. No, did I notice it? I knew it was going on, but I didn't really claim it uh, toward the end of last year where I was just, like, not checking in. And, oh, yeah, everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not working the steps actively, and I'm working with sponsees, and I'm going to meeting, and it's fine. Um, But I think I was in some emotional pain um i just uh coming up out of some depression and had lost my mom a couple years before that and different things like that but i think the biggest pain that um goes the deepest for me is spiritual pain and 
the pain there again is has to do with isolation and being separated from my higher power. Now, I didn't know when I came in the rooms about a higher power or a relationship with a higher power, something I could trust. It was not even a thought. I can't really think that it was any kind of a thought. And over time in, in program, then I start developing that relationship with a higher power and even found a church I like and other uh, folks in recovery that, you know, we can celebrate that relationship with a higher power. Um, but the pain grew, I think what showed up for me toward the end of the uh, summer last year or beginning of fall was I was really separated from my higher power. And so I didn't even know it in a way because I was separated from my own intuition, which is where my higher power and I are pretty darn connected. Um, when I'm in tune and, um, I was really feeling that, um, that, thank you, that separation. Well, I wasn't, can't say I was feeling it, but that's what was going on. And, I have a reading. I only I have one more reading. It talks about that. August 25th. The other one was January 25th. This is August 25th. No longer will we allow fear to keep us from doing what is best for us. Again, uh, 12 and 12. I love the um, Voices of Recovery because it refers back to other literature that OA has. I relapsed after more than two solid years of um, two years of solid abstinence. My compulsion found many reasons for this, other than the real ones. Fear, oh, the real ones, which were fear and lack of trust in my higher power. Fear kept me from moving ahead in my program. Fear made me feel disconnected and resentful. Fear made me heavier than I had ever been before. Fear made me hopeless, but I kept going to meetings. My new sponsor had twelve years of abstinence. She had what I wanted. She encouraged me to attend 90 meetings in 90 days, and I began hearing the messages daily. Finally, after some willingness, self-trust, and honesty, I began to understand my relapse. The belief that my higher power would not take care of me during step six and seven threw me into relapse. I had decided unconsciously that the pain of compulsive overeating was less than the pain of growth. Today I am abstinent. I choose the pain of growth because I trust that my higher power will care for me no matter what the outcome. And I'm really glad that I marked that and reread it because I was going to forget this whole other awesome idea about um, the pain of growth. So, I mean, there's the pain that got me in the door. There's pain that keeps me in the door. And there's work in this program. We un cover things that are uncomfortable. We learn things about ourselves that are uncomfortable. Uh, and we get to learn from that discomfort. I really, I heard somebody share in another room today, you know, about if I'm, un, if I'm comfortable, well, I'll put it this way for me, if I'm too comfortable, which I would think that's what I was going on last, toward the end of last uh, fall, just like, oh, well, you know, I got this. 
<laughs> I got this. I've been around a long time. I got this. I'm just in a groove. It's going all smooth. It's all happy. Um, and uh, forgetting the, the got too comfortable. So being in recovery and doing the work that it takes and being vulnerable and being imperfect and um, can bring some discomfort or pain. And then, and also I get pained when there's somebody's doing something that's bugging me. And then I get to look at what they're doing that's bugging me is probably something in me that I get to look at. So if there's some discord, if there's something going on, it's a real uh, clear signal for me that, hey, there's work to be done. Um, I've had the great opportunity to, in these past few months, to uh, dig back into the big book. I adore the big book. My big book is so torn up and written up, and I have several variations on the theme, but I still adore my my one that when I started with my first sponsor and my current sponsor. And I uh, don't know where I was going with that. Isn't that great? I think I was talking about perfectionism. If I wasn't, that's what I'm going to talk about. You know, it's like uh, that. Um, oh, the past few months, digging back in the big book, starting with step one, actually pre-step one, doing some readings and writing and, you know, making outreach calls on a regular basis, committing my food on a regular basis, checking in and, and, Somebody said, well, you might say, yeah, it sounds like a pain. Yeah, it's a lot to do. And, boy, you know, I really have me to take care of these days. You know, I'm in a healthy relationship. He's got his own two programs. I got my two programs, and we have a program. And, you know, so, there, you know, I just, man, just do it. I just, you know, I'm learning that the pain of that separation that I was feeling and yes, in the physical, but and definitely in the emotional, but boy, the big one, the spiritual, is feeling apart from my fellows in this room and um, in these rooms and, and my recovery. And it's, it also feels hopeless. Um, and, and that disconnection and everything just felt hopeless. So by just doing the work and staying... Uh, in recovery, staying in touch with my sponsor, having dinner here last night with my sponsor and my grand. Really? How awesome. And, um, you know, just uh, doing the work because, yes, there's discomfort in in really digging in and, and doing these steps, but the other pain and the other discomfort of being alone out there and miserable is just so much worse. And with that, I am going to close up my time a little early. Thank you.
All righty. Great. Thank you. So I'm pulling from the Ask It basket. And then after that, um, we get some time for open sharing. I just feel like this is such a great topic for open sharing. And I just really want to hear what you have to say. Is it that pain always means there is growth? Or is it just that it could mean growth is happening? Oh, that's a great question. Um, does it always mean that there is growth or just, or is it just that it could mean growth is happening? I think it could mean, I don't think it's always, but I think it's, uh, can be an indicator of changes and discomfort. So I can't say it's, uh, always, I try not to use, oh, always. Does pain always have value eventually or is it sometimes just destructive i think it does have value sometimes because it well the pain that i was talking about for me got me back it got me back in the doors of recovery and me got me back on fire again in my own recovery and um i think that for me were you know the touchstones of my spiritual growth was that was that pain? Oh, I think there's another one folded up here. Oh, no, I don't think that's because I think there were just two. Was how do you prioritize your recovery through motherhood? Was that I don't I think there were just the two questions. Any others in the ask a basket? Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Now is the time for open sharing. Please come to the podium if you would like to share, and please, you must sign the recording release form. Please stick to the topic, and Joyce, our timer, will remind you to stop at three minutes. That's it. I'm Michelle Kaposvo, reader. Hi. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, that was good. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I thought the topic would be a little different. I didn't know touchstone meant barometer. So that's kind of, that's interesting. Um, and it reminded me of something I went through, uh, I went through something in March where, um, some friends, some friends had, were involved in something and, and I really, I felt excluded and really took it personally. And I mean, like I was really hurt by it and, the beauty of this particular situation is I knew it wasn't about these friends. I knew it wasn't even about the situation. I knew it was something deeper inside of me that was hurting. That, that, that even though I've been in the program for, for like, for 17, over 17 and a half years, I knew deep inside of me that there was, there was something on the other side of this. That there was, there was a, room for growth for me, even though, like, really, I'd worked the steps a lot, I'd, you know, and, and usually when there's something like that, it's from a long time ago, you know, this idea of being excluded, and so I did this, you know, I kept doing 10 steps and 10 steps and 10 steps on it, and just kept get going deeper and deeper, you know, that this, I, why am I always uh, in the shot, everybody's shot, this is me, this is not, I mean, this is my head, this is not the truth. Why am I always in everybody's shadows? Why am I always excluded? You know, why, what, 
you know, why am I not a part of, why am I not in the clique? So I knew, so, you know, this word clique reminded me, you know, I, in, that's how I felt in high school as an overweight high school student. And then even after some of these 10 steps, it went quite a bit deeper, you know, that, that in my family, I felt like I didn't fit in. That, you know, I was, there were five kids. I was the second, I was the oldest daughter. I took care of the younger ones. And I wasn't, you know, and that I really felt like even there I didn't fit in. And I just, it, and, but the funny, because it wasn't like, it wasn't like a terrible situation, I knew there was something there. And so in that situation, the pain I was feeling really was a touchstone for spiritual growth. I guess that what I got out of the years before that, I mean, I get a lot out of the years I've had before that, was that I knew it. I knew there was spiritual growth on the other side of this. Um, and, and I know there's probably a lot more spiritual growth ahead. So thanks. So anybody comes up, you have to sign. I'm sorry, I didn't leave it out. Hi, I'm Elisa. I'm a compulsive eater and sugar addict, and uh, I have been in severe emotional pain most of my life, and um, it has uh, the cause of it uh, before I knew that I had a role to play in it when I was very, very young was mainly rejection and put-downs by people who were not supposed to do that to me, people who were supposed to love me and nurture me and take care of me. And they did in some ways, and they didn't in others. And um, my, and I've also had a lot of physical pain. I've had two cancer surgeries and a hip replacement surgery. And I struggle even now with a very... Um, severe arthritis in my shoulders and hands. And until the beginning of this month, I took oxycodone three times a day. Uh, by the end of this month, I no longer take any oxycodone. And I'm okay, and I'm not even taking, um, um, you know, a Tylenol right now. I'm doing all right in spite of the pain. But this emotional pain, every time the embers would die down, and it wasn't feeling acute. You know, I'd get out there. Let's fan it up a little bit here, you know, because I'm not used to living without this emotional pain. I was unwilling to let go of it. But through doing the steps many times, keep going to meetings, uh, working with a sponsor who was very understanding, I'm getting past some of that. And I'm finally learning other people have character defects, too. I'm not the only one. And for most of my life, I felt that I was a walking, talking character defect and that there was nothing else to me. But in program, I have come to appreciate my true self, to allow myself to, be, to express who I really am without hurting another person. And I, but I think I had to experience all of that pain as, as a teaching device to help me learn. Otherwise, 
I'm a real tough nut to crack, you know? And uh, about a year and a half ago, I've developed a new relationship with my higher power on a higher spiritual plane than I had ever been before. And that really, that's what really did it for me. And so for me, I've, I've been in the program over 27 years. And uh, in pro I've lost weight in program, I've gained weight in program, and right now I happen to be losing. But that's not why I have a food plan. I have a number of medical issues. And so I just, you know, eat to keep myself healthy. So I just encourage everybody, keep coming back. And I don't know. Where are the, the pen you signed there? Oh. Hi, I'm Kaylee. I'm a compulsive overeater restrictor. Um, thank you so much for your share uh, and your lead. I wanted to come up here and share oh, cry. Um, just a little bit of my experience, strength and hope in program, and especially around pain. Um, I don't know this program without pain. I don't know it without grief. Um, the day after I got my sponsor, the guy I was dating passed away in an accident. Um, two months later, my roommate's boyfriend, who was also a co-worker of mine and treated me like his little sister, died on my couch. Um, and it's just been a lot of grief. I got abstinent four days after my boyfriend died, and I've been abstinent ever since. And when I look back at like what I've gone through, I I wouldn't blame another person who had been through the same situation to turn to food and to not be able to stay abstinent and not want to be in a program. Um, um, but I did it, and I want people to know, especially if this is heard for somebody who has been through grief or death, that it is possible to find a program that is supportive and loving and you don't have to turn to food for those feelings. It's not easy to go through, um, but the program is the reason that I have a positive outlook on life and the reason that I get through life every day. I just moved to Northern California from L.A. a few weeks ago, and um, I'm really struggling with program up here because it's not the same as it was in L.A., and I don't have the same support group I had and the same peers that I had before, and I'm trying to find my place in program up here, and I'm finding myself resentful of program which is frustrating because I know that program is 
why I am here uh, living today and functioning as a normal member of society and not hiding and isolating and choosing to eat my life away. Um, but I'm, I'm just really grateful and I want I want to spread the message that like you can do this even going through pain that's not necessarily um, physical but not something that you can control it's it's I program is amazing and saved my life and I I want to thank everybody who's here because program wouldn't keep running without without us and so I'm just very very grateful and I wanted to share share that moment about what I, I just feel like um, there's doing the work of getting over the pain and then there's just the role of grace and um, I just I have to just acknowledge the role of grace you know I um, came into program at the same time that my marriage of 25 years was breaking up and you know it was both of our faults and it was um, like you know it it really takes two people to have something go on that long and then crumble and um, and it was a long time in crumbling but you know I found out subsequently there was another woman involved and um, the amount of pain and betrayal with that was just, it was really the worst pain I had known in my life um, until that time. And just, just the jealousy, the anger, the resentment. And, you know, I worked, because I was coming into program, it was just all the working of the steps was just there for me to do. And I started that work. And I really made a lot of progress. And, you know, I mean, I have two children with my ex, so we had to keep seeing each other and, and working together. One of the kids has special needs. Um, so it just kind of kept moving forward. But I recognized maybe about last year, which was four years after our separation, that I just wasn't letting go. And I was still, like, making snide little comments about you know, his girlfriend, who he's still together with, and I just kind of couldn't let it go. And my sponsor um, gave me a writing assignment, and it was, you know, write a letter to God. Your higher, I don't call my higher power God, but my sponsor does. So just write, write a letter and just ask what, what would your higher power say back to you about the situation. And... I just started, and I was like, this is so hokey. It's never going to work. Like, but I'm just going to do it so I can tell her I did it and just, you know, whatever. And I did it, and the words that came back on the page and the vision that came in my mind was like me on one end of a 
like a big tug-of-war rope like you used to do in elementary school and all the fibers and it was like I was totally trying to hold on and there were two of them on the other end and I'm getting rope burn and I can't hold this rope anymore and and the message was just let go of the rope and they can run with it they can fall in the mud that's not my business it doesn't matter but if I let go of the rope I'm free and that was, I mean, it was like this moment of grace that I couldn't get to on my own. And I just want to credit higher power um, for providing that. And since that time, that just freed up all this space. Like, I've since made amends to my ex about my role in the demise of our relationship. And we have a better relationship as co-parents than we ever have. And I just want to just want to acknowledge program for that. It's been such a gift. Hi, I'm Jennifer. I call myself a food addict. I come from a long line of addicts. Um, I thought in my ego that I'd conquered this addict thing. I was not going to repeat these mistakes. I was having nothing to do with it. I was going to do this thing right. And um, in that frame of mind, I thought spirituality was an important thing, and I pursued it, and I was going to find the right answers, and it was going to go well with me, and everything was going to be fine. And I, I didn't think I could even recognize all my injury and all my intensity and all of the pain that was behind that kind of need for everything to be so correct because there really is no way to be correct about everything. If you didn't know that, I'm just informing you now, just to save you because I, I spent, I did a lot of homework on this. I did a lot, 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 lot of homework on this and it turns out that like every right answer I had and, and would stick rigidly to always came back and was so damaging to me. And, um, and of course, food became this enormous problem and it seemed, I didn't even, it started when I was small and it was like a few years in program after I started putting down realizing, oh, I can't, I can't eat this food. If I eat this food, I'm crazy. Oh, okay. I can't just eat any amount I want. If I do that, I'm crazy because I, I, I can't judge it. And I had to get work. I'm so grateful we have our sponsors and people who have experience in this program, but like my brain can turn anything into pain. That, that's what I've learned. There's a book in the, in the, um, in the big book in the back, one of the stories, it's a chapter on acceptance. And he uses this term, the magic magnifying mind. I literally have a brain that works like this little magnifying lens, and it takes a bright, sunny day, and it burns things up. It just it just turns it, and I will be in so much pain. And before I came in a program, like the way the depression and the anxiety and the fear and that tension, just tension, tension, tension. And it was like I just didn't even realize how angry and intense and unfriendly. And even though that wasn't anything for me, I thought, oh, spirituality is about love and forgiveness and all these good things. But I couldn't give that to myself. I didn't know how to give it to other people. I didn't know how to be that way about food. Like if I did something wrong with food, the hate going on inside of me and the frustration with myself, my frustration with my weight, not being able to fit clothes, the pain of daily having to be like, I can't fit that. You know, I, I don't even want to go in the women's section. I'm just going to go in the men's section. I'm just going to buy men's pants and get a belt. I don't even want to know what size I am in the women's section. It's too painful. I'm not doing it. Um, wearing the fat uniform. I, you know what I mean? Because I didn't know how to deal with my body. Everything. I always found a problem. And I've even found, I, I at this point in my recovery, I'm at a stable weight that's healthy, 
but I get up some mornings and there's, I'm telling you there's something wrong with my body. And, and, and the reality is I'm in pain and I don't know how to deal with pain. I will try to run from pain every which way. I will find relief in a book. I will find it in the food. I will try to take my nice clean food that normally doesn't stimulate me and figure if I can mix it and put it together in a way with this, da, 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 until it's sexy, until it's like, ooh, this is food that I want all the time for every meal. And, um, and then I'm back in the pain again because the only reason I'm doing that is I'm already in pain to begin with. And when it comes down to the pain of, oh, I've made myself sick again or maybe I'm not even abstinent again. Maybe I've got to let go of my sponsees. Maybe I got to, you know, maybe I have to give up my service positions. Maybe I have to do, you know, and, and, and I'm grateful that we have some limits here. At least I will have to tell the truth. I have to go tell my sponsor. You know what I mean? And just make sure because I, if I just do it all on my own, I, I um, uh, I'm better now. Um, how much time does that give me? Oh, I need to stop. Okay. I'm better now. And in recovery, I am better able to deal with pain. And thank you for listening to my story today. Hi, I'm Eloise, and I call myself a food addict. Um, Thank you so much for your share. Um, I was really struck when you talked about the pain of being separated from your higher power. Um, When you said that, it did not compute in my brain at all. Initially, I just thought, "What what are you talking about? And then as you started to talk, it really hit me that um, that I, I too have experienced that pain and when when I experience that pain I know that my higher power has not moved that I have moved and when I move away from my higher power I go about my agenda I become selfish I become self-serving I become totally me-centered and in doing that I experience the pain of living my life, not how I feel like I was designed to live. I feel like I was designed to be in communion with a higher power and being about my higher power's will. And when I'm in that space, there is such joy and freedom in living. There's just one thing ahead of me to do because I know that that my higher power has given me that thing to do. There's not my personal list of 40 things to do. Um, I see the gifts and talents that I've been given played out in relationship with other people. So I really appreciate you mentioning that and um, having a chance to analyze where where am I in terms of separation from my higher power and knowing that my higher power is always in the same place. My higher power is everywhere. It is only I that move. And... um, so for that, I'm grateful to um, having a personal higher power. I'm grateful to a program that continually points me back to a higher power. I'm grateful to a sponsor who has a totally different faith base, but she always points me back to 
What does your higher power say? I, I just find that amazing and fascinating. Um, it's just a miraculous program. We have time for one more. Is there anybody else? Any burning desire? I don't want anybody to miss an opportunity. All right. Shall I proceed on, Joyce? All right. Thank you. We've done that. Oh, thank you all for sharing and participating. It is now time to close this session. Please stand and join hands as we close with, how about Roseanne's prayer, the OA promise, I put my hands in yours.